Yo, yo. What's happening? Ryan's back in the house. Oh, shit. We got a yes, triple cast. The menage a tray cast. The, the, that, that is what it's called. Th- the third <laughs> three amigos cast. Some other third thing would be a, a good name for a podcast. But what was that third thing? Something. Some other thing. And the walls will ooze green slime. Oh, wait, they always do that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, welcome to the 108th episode of the Quarantine Cast, sponsored by Voluntary Viewing. We did it. We are through the looking glass. The Quarantine Cast has usurped the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, is now more powerful, even though Voluntary Viewing going to fight again on Sunday or Monday, get things back to even, but it is obvious now that the Quarantine Cast shall reign. I would like to take a moment to uh, thank Donald Trump (laughs) for allowing this to happen. Thank you, Donald. You really made this possible, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, without you, the quarantine cast would have been a quarter of the length. Yeah, would have been like a, a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, man. I, it, there really is... Trump's administration really did nothing well in response to this. Like, I'm, I'm searching now for like, oh yeah, this is a positive thing they did, and... Granted, I have my own bias, but just nothing is coming to mind. Yeah. They shut down travel from China pretty early. That's literally it, though. Okay. Yeah. It's fair. And it, I'm, I'm willing to give them that because otherwise, you know, it can easily seem biased. But yeah. absolutely, no, they fucked everything. <laughs> yep. the, the one thing that was somewhat decent was shutting down yeah. travel from China, which I feel like most people would have done given the opportunity. Yeah. Every, every single thing that they're doing that is, like, in a bubble good is still tainted because it either happened three months too late or, uh, you know, it was rolled out incredibly shittily or it ended. You know, like, yeah, the, like, the, uh, the extra $600 a week bonus for unemployment benefits is, like, a a good thing not necessarily enough but it it was a good thing but it was also inaccessible to a ton of people in a bunch of states that had fucked up rules and backlogs of unemployment and then it fucking ended way too early (laughs) the eviction um like what's it called uh moratorium Moratorium. Mm -hmm. lifted you know way too early it's just yeah and i mean it a big part of it is that, yeah, we now know that the Trump administration just didn't want to address this at all because they only thought it would affect states, uh, initially at least, they only thought that it would affect states that it would be beneficial to them if massive crises were to occur there. But then I think this also plays into the larger just kind of Republican philosophy of, yeah, we're not going to actually address problems. Like, people private sector will figure that out we don't care if people die in the meantime like it'll 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 work itself out the invisible hand of 
epidemiology. <laughs> the virus just, will sort it out. Yeah, it slowly guides humanity towards surviving the virus. That's pretty much the uh, the whole idea. Yeah. Take it take it back to Calvin Coolidge and Herbert Hoover. Republicans love to uh, to just be like, eh, fuck it, it'll all blow over. Even even before Republicans became modern Republicans, they were still doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is the, pretty fucking wild. I mean, like it's it's so funny because like the idea of the invisible hand of the economy has been like proven to be categorically incorrect mm-hmm. like like over a hundred years ago <laughs> like it's it's just a thing that everyone knows doesn't actually work the way that people think it does but people have just ignored all of that it, it's like trickle-down economics people are going to be talking about trying to make trickle-down economics work a hundred years from now still it it never would have worked up until that point but they're still going to be talking about trying to get it to work because people are dumb. (laughs) Trickle-down economics was a really good lie that the Reagan campaign came up with. And, yeah, not true. And, like, even even the arguments that were coming out of the 60s, uh, sorry, 70s for that, there are hundreds of years of history that just kind of show that people in positions of power and rich people just kind of hoard that shit there is there is no trickle down that's not that's not how human psychology works most of the time i mean to be fair they definitely don't call it trickle down themselves that's a no yeah (laughs) like there is no trickle down there is a trickle down and that's why it's it's been uh hatefully dubbed trickle down because it's a trickle a trickle is not a flow (laughs) like they, they would say supply-side economics and that the money flows down uh, and then it was, you know, given the uh, nickname trickle-down because it doesn't flow. Mm. So, yep. To, to be fair, I have definitely heard conservative people that I know refer to it as trickle-down economics in a positive light without <laughs> really under, understanding the context behind it. No, we are yeah, we are through that dimension of the rhetoric at this point. It is just yeah. trickle down economics yeah. to even people who who think it's a good thing. It's it's absolutely not. You guys are wrong. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. No, you you the people that you're hearing are pro are real. I'm not disputing that. Right. They're idiots, you guys. Like, <laughs> no no no. We we know that. That's what we're well, saying. I'm saying like every politician who's actually proposing some sort of pro- like uh, economic system based on that is absolutely still referring to it as supply side economics. No, no, we we, we know that, but we know well, what I it actually is. I don't think Lucas is. does. Lucas just said that the discourse has shifted to everyone calling it trickle down. I don't think I that's think he's true. Re- I think he's referring to like the voter base and population. I don't think the voter base would either. Mm. Some people would. Mm. I, I don't think the vast majority of Republicans would refer to it as trickle down. I have some never people heard- would, but that's because they're completely misinformed and they think I, it's a good I thing. agree that like all Republican like lawmakers and like pundits would call it supply side or you know you know even like take it a step further and you know call it something else but I I don't think I've ever heard of a Republican voter that I know of refer to it as anything other than trickle down because they just don't get it <laughs> I, I mean I've to be fair I've never heard a Republican voter talk about economic policy <laughs> uh, <good laughs> they, they, i think they mostly think in terms of uh 
you know, less taxes is all. Like, they, that. that's the depth of uh, a lot of their economic policy understanding. Which, fair enough. I mean, I'm not pretending that Democratic voters think much more than more unemployment benefits or something, like, you know, similarly simplistic, because that's where we are in the country. <laughs> like, how, how many people voted for Obama because his one-word moniker was change? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's, that's I mean, kind of what we are as a country. Make America great again. I'm sure that single-handedly convinced hundreds of thousands of people. Every, like, everything that you're saying is a thousand percent true. That being said, as a political science student, I discussed with uh, people in the political science classes that were, you know, called themselves political scientists that were conservative and still referred to it as trickle-down economics because they just <laughs> did not explore in their mind the implications of that. But that's dumb. Like, you it can is, admit that. It okay. is dumb. We're making in agreement. Sure. <laughs> making sure. Yes. I'm making sure. It would literally be like, I, don't, I can't even think of an equivalent, like, because Obamacare isn't even that negative of a thing. Like, you're just attributing its success to obama Mm -hmm. and if you have a negative perception of barack obama then it sounds bad to you but like even that isn't like uh take money from people care like (laughs) yeah but if it was like it would be the equivalent of uh liberal voters referring to it as take your money away care i'm trying to think of an equivalent like it would almost be like if uh People that were advocating for Medicare for all were like, yeah, we're trying to get the death panels going. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still, it's so, it's so like not even remotely true to what that thing actually is. We we call it trickle down economics because if you look at it, even, even if you don't agree with the sentiment that, you know, it doesn't work you can still see the logic of why people would call it trickle-down economics because Mm -hmm. they're saying it's not actually effective and this is how it actually goes. When people said, you know, death panels, they just made that up. (laughs) Which, and then the Trump administration kind of made it a thing, an actual thing, because with limited supplies to treat people suffering from COVID, doctors had to come together and decide who's going to receive the limited treatment. It was Arizona, too, right, where they built that system that had, like, color-coded uh, priority and everything. Yeah, basically. And it was like, literally, who, like, you can get a scorecard for how valuable your life is. Yeah. That's just literal death panels. Oh, you in a wheelchair? Mm, yeah, sorry, that is not doing, that is not very high on our priority list, bud, sorry. If, if you make it, you're not going to be productive in society anyway. Yeah. There was, Fuck. There was plenty of that. So... Yeah, here we are. I mean, I guess it, what would be some, uh, Watergate? No. I don't know. Fun times. That's hilarious to me, though, that they <laughs> It is. And it I is definitely hilarious. never heard that personally, but I totally believe that it's a real <laughs> thing that people say yep. because people are dumb and they don't think critically in the slightest that, oh, wait, this is a derogatory thing. And they, they always say it so, like, hopefully... Like when they're when <laughs> they're trying to, economics to ex- is gonna save the country. <laughs> yeah, well, like they they keep saying of it, like saying it, like you know, it goes back and like to the definition of bootlicker that I subscribe to. That mm-hmm. you know, they they worship these like fucking powerful men and these rich people, and to an extent, just their bosses. 
uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, we got to vote Republican because, you know, then my boss will pay lower taxes and then that money will then trickle down to me. I just imagine the fucking people at the base of the Citadel in Mad Max with their mouths open <laughs> waiting for, like, drops of water. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I, my God, man. Have some self-respect. Yeah. Or, like, on Twitter, whenever someone's defending, like, billionaire... Or, like, Jeff Bezos in particular. Yeah, being like, worth he worked like really hard hundreds to get where he is. And, and he everyone's employs just, a lot of people. Yeah. Everyone in the replies is just, he's not gonna fuck you, bro. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> like, straight simping over billionaires. Like, oh. I, I don't... I don't understand. Do they think that Bezos is gonna be like, wow, this guy defended me. Here's a hundred grand. Like... Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk fandoms are the worst fandoms. I mean, I, I feel like at least Elon Musk did something, like, different, you know? Like, he, right. he at least for a long time had the whole ideology of, like, I'm trying to do weird shit. Like, that's what I'm doing with my billions. Jeff Bezos just put Walmart online. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly fucking, like, ingenious and, like, holy shit, he's thinking outside the box. Like... Granted, Elon Musk has since gone completely off the fucking rails since yeah, the I early was... days of like, wow, he's he's really being weird with it, and it's kind of working. Now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, no, he's just like everyone else. Hmm. I, I was going to say, like, I, I think Elon Musk, you know, deserves a little bit of credit because I don't think Jeff Bezos would have convinced the U.S. government to, you know, invade Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jeff Bezos would have outed that known pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) That pedo guy. (laughs) No, it's just internet slang. I'm really hip. Except for it literally wasn't. And he even admitted that it wasn't. He was like, no, I'm not kidding, you guys. And then later, yeah, no, I was totally kidding. (laughs) Oh, God. It's so bad. Uh, I typed JK, bro. Uh, I believe that legally absolves me from libel. Yeah. Unless. <laughs> Your Honor, what the prosecution is failing to recognize is that my client said, and I quote, it's a prank. <laughs> Dude, it's a social experiment, bro. You're on YouTube. <laughs> There's cameras X- everywhere. XX Elon XX. Subscribe, dude. <laughs> God, that. Smash that notification button. Yeah. Hit that bell if you want to get all the latest. <laughs> all the latest videos. Is it? I can fucking imagine Elon Musk saying all of this stuff. Like that's not breaking any kind of reality immersion that I have right now. That is just. If he said that tomorrow, I'd be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Not surprising at all. I buy it. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of weird wealth and like weird people, I've been watching. I've. I, I hate to say this. I've watched a couple of Mr. Beast videos lately. Okay. <laughs> so, he bought a million dollars worth of lottery tickets. Cool. And, like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where is he getting money, first of all? Because YouTube doesn't pay that well. Uh-huh. Um, and he made 720000 off of the million. So he just burned two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and then he bought a private island with the seven hundred and twenty thousand that he quote unquote made, and then he is now doing a Survivor series on the island with like twelve of his friends that helped him scratch off the lottery tickets, to, and whoever wins the Survivor thing, gets the island. 
And like, oh. what the fuck? Like, what? Is he just on a different YouTube from everyone else? Um, is is he the one that did the uh, like hold the button challenge thing like yep. a month ago? Okay, he's done. Yeah, he does that all the time. Like, last one to survive wins this ridiculous like Lamborghini or like. I stayed inside a Walmart for 24 hours, or, you know, just whatever the fuck weird yeah, like, yeah. longevity challenges, and they're usually for a ton of money. And, like, where is he what? getting it? <laughs> and he, he did the PewDiePie versus T-Series, like, billboard campaign and everything, and he did mm. the Team Trees, planting 10 million trees, and, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> I, I'm on his Wikipedia page. He is 22, which makes yeah. me think he is either from a wealthy family or somehow has really great connections where like he knows somebody in the lottery and they're like, yeah, we will give you a million dollars worth of lottery tickets to get people to fucking engage with the lottery right now because Lord knows they're not spending money on that. And also somebody in the private island game or (laughs) maybe someone in the private island. Also someone in an island guy. Someone in car dealerships, someone in, like, you just have to scroll through his videos. It's everything. He's always spending, like, $100,000 to a million dollars. And there was one video where he drove across the country in the world's longest Uber. Like, he literally went from one the East Coast to the West Coast in an Uber with a guy. Did the cannonball run in an Uber? Okay. Yeah, and he paid him, like, 50 grand or something. Like, it's just like, where's the money? What? Where's the money? I'm so, so confused. Does he do ad reads or anything on his videos? Sometimes it'll be sponsored, but it's like there's no way that yeah, these because, random sponsors are paying a million dollars. With a, a, a pretty successful YouTuber like Mr. Beast, I, I could see, you know, every once in a while after he's made a bunch of videos being like, all right, we got a special thing going. I'm going to, you know, give away this, you know, $500,000 car. But you can't, there's no way that he's making that money back yeah. if he's doing that on every video. It's almost every video he's giving away a fuck ton of money. And because it's like, yeah, no, you're, it's not. you're not making $500,000 per video. If yeah. that was the case, then then we've got a problem here. <laughs> and also the lottery, like, that would be a terrible ad for the lottery, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> he bought a million dollars and lost over almost 300 grand? <laughs> and you're sure that you're not, like, misunderstanding it? Like, he, he didn't say, I made $720,000 no. on top of the million dollars that I made back, right? No. He, okay. He, there, was, there was a bunch of no wins, obviously, because it's the fucking well, lottery. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. They were, like, but. $50 tickets, and they would average anywhere, like, it would be... Zero, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, and then every once in a while, like it'd be five hundred or a thousand or something. Okay. I don't think they ever won more than a thousand. And it just slowly crept up and yeah. No, he like lost money. Damn. So I don't know yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> Something's going on. Which makes Where- sense he lost money. Like yeah. if it's a fifty dollar lottery ticket, they almost have to, you know, like they they have to be kind of touch and go with it. They have to make money at the end of the day. So yeah, to be profitable. Although that is a fun, that is a fun statistical situation where they proved out exactly like how much just on average playing the lottery you're going to lose. Yeah. With that specific lottery. It reminds me, there was a guy in, I think Poland, then there was like a Polish lottery 
and he realized that he could beat it with math. <laughs> yeah. And it took, I think, a, I I think this. over the course of like 10 months, he made like the equivalent of like 5 million American dollars. <laughs> like, cause he, he figured out like the combination of numbers that he could buy to guarantee that he would win every time basically. And cause it wasn't strong enough mathematically to support like a, a true mathematician or like an expert to break it down. And then, I think he was able to keep it too. Like they tried to sue him, and he was like, "I mean, <laughs> I didn't break any rules," <laughs> which is always sure. the best. I just used an equation to decide what numbers I told the clerk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Show me the rule that says I can't bring a motorcycle to the casino floor. <laughs> <laughs> I have probably upholding law here in court. I've I've got to get oh god I can't believe I'm about to say this I've got to get on more mainstream YouTube right now AnimeTube is just <laughs> setting itself on fire because bad actors are trying to gaslight people into thinking SJWs are trying to cancel a slightly sexual but otherwise relatively mid show and they're absolutely not but now people are going through the argument anyway. Even though the first time I saw this, it was, like, explaining, oh, hey, this isn't actually a controversy, but people are still going through the motions, and I, I'm i just so tired. I've actually seen that happen before, and I really think that it's usually straw men, right? Like, basically, someone will be like, oh, they want to cancel Paw Patrol on Nickelodeon. And then people are like, no, they don't. And then, <laughs> But then, like, a couple of people will be like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad about it being canceled and here's why and then they like actually do make the argument and it's like well you just lended credence to the straw man like yeah <laughs> so i guess and i guess it's a, also a thin line between like the accidentally left-wing twitter account and you know doing that like filling in the straw man for them <laughs> so I, yeah you know. i it Oh, you guys ready for my Paw Patrol hot take? Ooh. So, if we want to address copaganda in America, we need to stop. Like, we need to start at a way higher level than fucking Paw Patrol, first of all, <laughs> and also, secondly, in a show that largely goes out of its way to celebrate civil servants, if we get policing in America into an ideal state, then Paw Patrol is fine because then it's like putting up firefighters and construction workers and police officers and like everybody it's fine in an ideal situation it's only working it, it it's only an issue right now because policing in america sucks for a lot of reasons and yeah. far more propaganda uh, problematic propaganda is a big part of that also i feel like there's no human cops in that show right so it's like feel like kids can suspend their disbelief a little like, <laughs> and not be like that's just like my favorite paw patrol officer officer dig bone or whatever the, the dog well, name is like, i mean there, there's also like fucking firefighters in paw patrol i'm yeah, looking right. at it now it looks like there's you know all of the first responder people yeah and it's like no one's got a problem with the goddamn fire department yeah firefighters are pretty fucking cool right yeah like, Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's on firefighters' side because now historically, like, there's a big rivalry, you know, between yeah, like, firefighters cops and firefighters. Hate cops. <laughs> so, and like, yeah, firefighters hate cops probably as much as Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so like, everyone kind of is like completely aligned now with firefighters. Like, they're pretty fucking badass. Like, yeah, like they, they do fire- nothing 
bad. They literally just save houses. Like Yeah, they're like, hey, we, you know, if someone is having some sort of medical emergency, sometimes we show up and help. If your house is on fire, we'll put it out. And if we can't put it out, we'll save your family. Like, I mean, what the, what the <laughs> fuck are firefighters going to do to abuse their power? Like, start fires to... to to put them out <laughs> i don't know false flag fire yeah <laughs> well boys our funding's about to be cut so break you out the lighter fluid <laughs> time to torch some building <laughs> that would be uh that'd be some next level shit and if you really want to cry mm. uh find videos on youtube of people who were assuming that their pets were consumed in the fire and then firefighters fucking emerging from burning like a burning building with a pet in their arms like yeah. they went in to fucking save a pet like come on man you're gonna tell me those that aren't is the, like actual heroes that is the definition of like being a public servant like you are going so far above and beyond just to like make someone's life slightly better like you're not even saving human lives always you're you're literally like risking your own potentially in 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 service of someone else's life like mm. so that that'll that'll bring on the waterworks for sure speaking of waterworks we gotta do a clap sync and move on to the wacky post roll the wacky wet post roll <laughs> god wet ass yes. post roll <laughs> wet ass p word <laughs> p word is post roll we got it yeah Ew, the wet ass p roll Oh god, we're getting WAP references in now. Quarantine Cast really has surpassed voluntary viewing. guys heard that uh like weird video of ben shapiro laughing no he sounds like the goddamn joker it is horrifying which uh which joker mark hamill uh joaquin phoenix jared leto um i'd say ledger um i'm gonna say the mark hamill joker oh uh, particularly, I don't know deranged. how well it would pick it up if I played it into the microphone. Oh yeah, I was about to do that. Oh, like, there's a lot of stuff you can't just do as president of the United States. And Kamala Harris is like, well, yes, we can. Ah! <laughs> uh, you know, like Joker laugh. Okay, so by the way, like it's, I guess. It- <laughs> so that's his his impression of Kamala Harris doing the Joker. Sounds like a uh, fucking Fozzie bear. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think I think that wasn't the end of the. Uh, oh, that wasn't. Video. Sorry. Yeah. You don't just do it. Innovation is a process. But, but, you know, let's... Oh my god! <laughs> Wait. So he did an impression of a Joker laugh, and it sounded like fucking Fozzie Bear. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did his real laugh, and it sounded almost identical to the Joker. <laughs> yeah. 
he did. He's like, I'm going to laugh like the Joker, and then did a not Joker laugh. He's like, now I'm going to laugh normal, and laughed like the fucking Joker. Oh uh, man, he's playing five G chess out here. Five you know? G <laughs> chess. Yes, five G chess. He's in on it, man. He knows what he's doing. I. And Trump knows what he's doing with starting the birtherism shit with Kamala Harris already again. Yeah. Let's dispel with this fiction that Donald Trump doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. I love how um, people are now just like, okay, so like Ted Cruz didn't even happen. (laughs) Yeah. Not only was Kamala Harris born on U.S. soil... Mm-hmm. But Ted fucking Cruz was born in straight up Canada. Two non-American and... parents. Like <laughs> his parents were not American. Yeah. And Kamala Harris's parents, pass. both of them were American citizens and she was born in America. Yeah. Barack Obama also, by the way, born <laughs> in America to an American mother. Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, Trump's entire, all of his wives were anchor babies, right? Like, mm-hmm. they brought on, they brought their family over after they married him. Like, and and once again, yeah. that's not bad, but to Donald Trump, it is. Well, I mean, it's the same thing of like he is so actively trying to destroy the post office openly because he says he does not want people to be able to vote through the mail. And he requested a mail in like a like a mail in absentee ballot today. <laughs> yep. And and it, he voted through the mail like before. Like ev- this is public record. We all know this is happening. <laughs> Andrew, it, you don't understand. Absentee ballots and vo- mail in ballots are different. Oh, you're right. If it was just a mail in ballot, I wouldn't even have to request it. And I would have gotten thirty of them. <laughs> And I could send them back without even having to register to vote. And and in fact, I could bring a whole bag of ballots to the store, or not not the store, the polling place, and just dump them in like Santa. <laughs> yep. That is how it works. And I'm a dead man. Oh, you're dead on top of all this? I'm Herman Cain. <laughs> oh my god, you, did you guys see that one? Yeah. Yeah, you tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was pretty fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, who the, who, who the fuck let them keep tweeting from his account? <laughs> God damn it, dude. What if, what, like, I mean, there's go, if they let them keep doing this because it's all just pro-Trump shit, there's going to be a point where dead Herman Cain's Twitter account <laughs> is tweeting about how the Democrats have turned the coronavirus into, like, a big hoax. Yeah. <laughs> that will, and that he died from coronavirus. Yeah. I think... I think Twitter has rules about impersonating somebody, um, which I think it would fall under in this circumstance. Unless I, I think mm, it's they might be able to get away with it because, you know, maybe they're not really impersonating someone because like Herman Cain wasn't tweeting his own tweets beforehand. Right. He, he had, you know, someone managing that. And there was probably an agreement with that, that it was being managed by somebody either within the Trump campaign or adjacent because the point of it was to tweet things in support of Donald Trump. And Herman King being dead doesn't really change that. 
So they might be able to get away with it. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I'm. There's just there's not been realizing. enough public backlash and people saying this is weird. Stop this. <laughs> that maybe they would stop it of their own accord. But I, I'm just now realizing that there might be a. Th- there's a version of this playing out where it's like, well, I mean, the Herman Cain estate does technically own Herman Cain's Twitter account now, so that's fine. But now this is getting even further into the fucking community joke of Subway just being a guy. Yeah. Well, and there's a million things like that, right? Like, people use personas on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how does that work? Like, uh, what's an example? Like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Video Game President. Like, yeah. Where it's yeah. the guy tweeting about, you know, he's running for president based entirely on video games. Which, by the way, is a comedian that I like on YouTube named Philip Jameson plays the video game president. Um, but, yeah, like, how does that work? Like, that's that's not a real person. Are they impersonating Phil Jameson? Are they... Like impersonating an unreal person, it's all. It's definitely a bit of a gray area for Twitter. <laughs> he's pretty great. I think I think he's peak uh, dude talking to himself style comedy video. <laughs> um, if you uh, if you want kind of his female equivalent, uh, I oh god I forget her Twitter. Is it Julie fro- something? Uh, I was I gonna f- say Tess. Hmm. Fuck. Uh, I watched a couple of videos from uh, this woman on YouTube named Julie. Okay, uh, the account is Tess Please. Uh, She's the one who did, like, uh, J.K. Rowling talking to her publicist. Ah. Yeah, yeah. she's she's really good. The version that I found who's similar, like the the female version of Phil Jameson, is kind of... uh, Her name is Julie Nolke. Okay. I've, I've watched a few of her videos on YouTube, and it definitely has those types of vibes. Like, videos of her uh, drunk talk, talk, or talking to her drunk self in the mirror or something, mm. and that, that sort of thing. So, fun times, everyone. Watch YouTube videos. We just, you know what? The episode where we overtook voluntary viewing, like, we, we did a pretty good snapshot. Like, this is, this is everything. This is all of who we are in, in this 30, sub 35 minute episode, I think. Oh, we didn't get sports in there. Any quick sports takes before we go? Oh, shit. Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> the, fucking, the, the fucking Phoenix Suns went 8-0 in the bubble and missed the playoffs. I know. It's, it's so, yeah, it's so fucking sad. Like, they, they, <laughs> they, could, they could have played and, like, tried to play in against the uh, Trailblazers, but because we lost to the Grizzlies because nobody gave a shit, <laughs> they, they fucking missed it. Yeah. And, their, and fucking... their, their Twitter account was just, like, positive about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it like, felt even worse. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, Trailblazers! Like, good job, guys! Like, we're sorry that we couldn't, you know, come up against you again, uh, but you know, we'll get up next time." And then the Trailblazers Jesus. are like, "Thanks, guys." <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking sad. And Chris Middleton going into yesterday's game was literally, if he made two shots, he'd be in the prestigious fifty forty ninety club, which is. Shooting 50% from the field, 40% from beyond three, and 90% from free throws. Um, there's only been nine players in NBA history to do it. Um, and on top of that, there's only he would be the fifth player um, to uh, average over 20 points per game while shooting 50, 40, 90. And the other four were literally like... Man, or, uh, it was Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, and Dirk Nowitzki. Like, all bona fide hall of famers and like mm-hmm. three of them are in the goat conversation like absolutely for real um and 
he started off the game missing four shots in a row. <laughs> <laughs> like a motherfucker. And he ended the game four for ten and <gasps> missed it. I think he ended the season with uh, 49.7% from the field. So I, missed it by 0.3%. I wonder if there was always going to be an asterisk next to that, though, if he got it because this was technically an abridged season. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder when they went to 82 games because Larry Bird was also... Yeah, you know, a little like, bit ago. It might have been shorter then. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think that they would like include playoff games? Like, as no, they of... never did. Okay. It was always regular season. Mm. So, but I mean, also it's percentages. So in theory, unless it's like a you know four game long season, like the sample size is going to relatively even out. Like the difference between sixty games and eighty two is really, you know, pretty negligible in terms of percentages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so. just it just occurred to me that the. Uh, the Phoenix Suns Twitter account just being like incredibly positive about the whole thing is just like I wonder if like Devin Booker is just running their Twitter account because he's always fucking smiling. <laughs> Devin Booker always what looks is, like he's having the time of his life. What does Devin Booker have to frown about? <laughs> well, no, like he's hooking up with Kendall Jenner. He's on top of the world. He's a young basketball millionaire. I, no, I, this is <laughs> not any sort of insult against Devin Booker. He just always <laughs> looks like he's having fun, and like he not, should be. <laughs> there is no oh. reason for Devin Booker to frown. I understand, but like, there's also other NBA players that never have any reason to smile. At, yeah, or, fuck like, those guys. And like, or any reason to not smile, and they don't look like Devin Booker. Even when Devin Booker is not smiling, he looks like he's smiling. Guy, oh Andrew, I don't know about that. I just googled Devin Booker, and the first image he has a thousand yard stare thing going on. Uh oh, Andrew called out. Exhibit A. You can't prove it. Those images are doctored. All right, we got to stop he's, this. He's not really smiling in most of his pictures. Oh, <laughs> Google oh no. Call but I mean, out. he's actively playing basketball most of the time. Yeah, that's so. fair. Got to be in the zone for that. Um, Thank you all so much for listening to the 108th episode of the Quarantine Cast. This lasted far longer than we thought it would, and are glad you are still along for the ride. Um, This is on a Friday, by the way. I don't know if I said that before, but... Like, comment, subscribe, yada, yada, yada. Smash all the buttons as hard as you can. Break your keyboard. Uh, buy a new one, and that'll give keyboard companies incentives to sponsor us. Maybe. I don't know. Fuck it. Definitely check out the actual link in the episode description. Make a donation there if you are able to do so. goes to a collection of great causes. And be sure to... Check out the Voluntary Viewing podcast either Sunday or Monday. Have a great weekend and goodbye.